There's actually. Whoa, good lord. All right, reset. <laughs> yeah. Don't get so excited. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Mr. Jeffrey Hopkins, and I'm joined as usual by my good friends Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. Richard and Michael spend the lion's share of their time bickering, locked in contentious antagonism with each other uh, as they argue the top four things that best represent a certain topic. And this time, they're going to uh, discuss representations in pop culture of Satan and or devils. This was my choice, I believe, and it is the choice, I think, that befits the season. All Hallows' Eve is coming up. Some call it Devil's Night the night before Halloween. It's kind of fun, I think, to watch uh, TV and movies and novels and literature and comic books and see how things like deities and gods are represented, but also seeing how devils and Satans and all those demons and things are represented. Um, do you guys think this is an interesting topic? Well, first I want to tell you, I've got some uh, comic books I'd like to show you about uh, the evils of Halloween. Oh my gosh, if you would, uh, it's Jack Chick. <laughs> if you would like to uh, oh no. know more about it. No, I'm excited about this one. This is a one of our typical kind of goofy, yeah, this is fun right random before, ass ones. Right yeah. before Halloween to okay. kind of delve into the devil. Hey, guys, it's weird. It's like there's been a lot of writing and shows and stuff about the devil. It's weird. It's so weird. Yeah. Well, let's get going. Uh, Eeny, meeny, miny, Richard. You All right. So my first one is The Devil from the Devil Went Down to Georgia. Ah. Uh, the Charlie <laughs> Daniels band song. Um, there's so much I can get into about this. Yeah. So let's. So why start? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Michael, you're next. You're next. Okay. So uh, I do like uh, what I, I like about the devil in a lot of pop culture or just in, in, I guess, in literature in general, he's always, like, making deals. Yeah. I, that'll show up in some of my choices. Right. Okay. But what, at what point did, like, the devil, like, become this, like, this huckster that... A lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Used trying- car salesman or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, if you give me your soul, I'll give you, I'll get you that true code on that that you really <laughs> were looking for. Uh, no, I mean, my point here is that the devil from the devil went down to Georgia is a f- idiot. Yeah. I mean... Everything that happens in this story is basically him screwing up over and over and over mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he starts off, he goes down to Georgia because he was looking for a soul to steal. Mm-hmm. Because he was in a bind, you know, because he was way behind. Like, does he have a quota? His, is de- there, his, is, de- his back taxes that he uh, hasn't paid in souls. Is his, is his boss on his case about this? Like, so uh, so they're Mephistopheles, you know. You hadn't, you hadn't made your numbers so far this month. I'm getting a little worried about that. Does it say specifically where he goes to Atlanta or, say, like a smaller town like Swainsboro or <laughs> something like that? Cause Could I have think been Atlanta. Atlanta's mm-hmm. a thriving metropolis, not full of the rubes and backwoods hillbillies that like Swanee, a small, Georgia. Swanee, Georgia. <laughs> and so his plan is to engage Johnny in a fiddle playing contest, right? So who's judging this? Yeah, you know. The, I mean, you just you know Anderson, the devil, Anderson Cooper, and, and Martha Raddatz. Yeah, yeah. Martha. <laughs> it's from what I can tell, it's the devil is charge is is in charge of judging this. Yeah, and then he decides that he loses. Well, he's this honest. doesn't seem like yeah, he's an honest. Devil. He's the most. I mean, listen, he may he might be the uh, you know the owner of of hell and and trying to capture all of everyone's soul and trick them, but right, you know, he's he's fair and square about it. Shouldn't he challenge somebody who actually wasn't? that good at playing a fiddle mm-hmm. like an, a mediocre or average fiddle like, player who thinks they're better like not a, an actual really good fiddle player like fred perlman itzhak's brother yes yeah yeah exactly yeah and and what's the order that they, they're playing for he bets johnny bets his soul 
in exchange for a golden fiddle. Mm-hmm. That seems like that's not a fair trade. Yeah. Right? So what are you going to do with a golden fiddle? You can't play it. No. I can't imagine the acoustics on that is very good. If you tried to check that on Delta Airlines, it would get dinged up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 so it's, it's got to weigh like 30 pounds, right? Yeah. There's no way you can put that on your shoulder. Nope. 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 And and you, so you're just going to have the damn gold fiddle. Uh-huh. By the time you get up to heaven, St. Peter's going to be like, all right, what'd you do with your life, Johnny? Let's see. You uh, went to... Wait. So you sold... You offered a chance for your soul for... a. Uh, a fiddle, golden fiddle? Fiddle of gold. That's got to be a typo, right? It was like yeah. to cure mom's cancer or something, right? Yeah. Nope. That's, that's, I can't see how that's going to end well for Johnny that's, anyway. That's true. That, so what is, we see this devil as, think of a lot of devils in literature and movies and as pretty, fairly cunning and fairly uh, savvy. They already, maybe they're even controlling the outcome no matter how hard johnny tries the right, devil right. has he's fixed he's rigged the system yeah the, yeah he's basically hillary clinton he's <laughs> yeah. the dnc um and this is the opposite this is like the naive honest mm-hmm. frankly kind of stupid devil yeah would you say you even knew one the quality of one fiddle solo over another if i heard two i kind of go <laughs> both sound well, cause, good cause uh, remember f- fiddling and harmonica playing generally have that same sort of like <laughs> okay eh. also washboard playing yeah. any any of like any jug based uh music as yeah. well so if, you're not a fan of emmett otter's jug band <laughs> is what you're saying yeah if the uh country bear jamboree was still alive today. Yeah, yeah that would you know yeah, yeah um well because you have the two solos right you have the devil solo, which is this badass Jimi Hendrix kind of sounding yeah. like metal thing, and then you've got. Mm-hmm. If we're being honest, wasn't the devil solo actually probably a little more progressive? So yeah. one more was a little fusing, fusing kind of rock. Like he could have gotten an NEA grant. For yeah, his so solo. one yeah, of them was a little MacArthur bit country, grant. and the other one was a little bit rock and roll. I would say fiddling. that's yeah, that's, that's how I feel. That's the yin and yang of Charlie Daniels band, right there. Yeah, Michael, you don't want to start with yours? Uh, yeah, my. Um, my first one is also a moronic devil. Okay. Because <laughs> the devil is... It, I like when the devil is stupid. I like yeah. when he is, like, uh, in over his head underwater. And mine is a devil from the SNL sketch, uh, The Devil Can't Write No Love Songs, featuring <laughs> Garth Brooks. I've okay, I've never heard of this one. <laughs> uh, in the sketch, um, Garth Brooks is a failing musician, and he's kind well, of... Well, that's true. And he's sitting... <laughs> like, he plays a character who's sitting... Uh, in like his his hotel room or in his apartment and he's trying to write a, a love song and he just can't do it and he's like i'd sell my soul to the devil for and you know out pops will ferrell as the devil and he has this <laughs> he has this like electric guitar and he's all duded up like you know <laughs> like the the best thing to come out of a tenacious d concert yeah. or something yeah. and he starts to uh uh, starts to play a song, but the song is just—it's just terrible. It's just this dopey uh, song called like "Fred's Got Slacks," and look, the lyrics are just <laughs> silly and ridiculous. And then uh, the, the Garth Brooks character just kind of shakes him off, as like, uh, "This is lame. I wouldn't sell my soul for this song." He's like, "Wait a second, how about this?" And he starts to play like a riff on a on a guitar, and it's equally terrible. <laughs> and it just turns into like this sad uh, reflection of the devil, like just not being actually very good at yeah, it yeah. and just kind of bartering against him being like, come on, give me another chance. I can play this song. <laughs> and, uh, you know, ultimately he kind of walks out dejected and sings like a, uh, I think ultimately he starts singing a song, which is just a version of all star by smash mouth. <laughs> well, that's pretty much the worst thing you could think of, isn't it? <laughs> and, and just walking out, just hanging his head. And of course, Garth Brooks, you know, starts writing a, a song as he walks out the door called the, 
devil can't write no love song. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's just like, you know, Will Ferrell was so good being like magnanimous and like an asshole. Yeah. And just stupid. Right. Yeah. Um, Garth Brooks was a sleeper, uh, successful guest on SNL. I remember being surprised yeah, he was, at his he ability. Yeah, he had a good acting ability. Yeah. If you guys have ever seen the Chris Gaines movie, I mean, come oh. on. Hello? <laughs> okay, Richard, what's your second? I am also going to take an SNL skit. Um, this one I'm going to take. It's John Lovitz playing the devil oh, yeah. in the People's Court sketch, which I rewatched this one today as I was prepping for the uh, the podcast. I just had forgotten how many little things there are in here. Um, so John Lovitz plays the devil. Uh, Rosanna Arquette is the plaintiff mm-hmm. in the People's Court case. She had sold her soul to the devil um, to become a successful hairdresser with her her store, The Hair Affair, <laughs> after John Lovitz as Satan had appeared to her as a Rottweiler. And basically, it's like, basically, it's a play on the devil, uh, Daniel Webster, mm-hmm. um, where it's the court case, except in this case, it's Judge Wapner who's the judge, who's <laughs> basically just yelling at everybody in that kind of like proto Judge Judy sort of way yeah. that he did, whereas less yelling and more kind of just old man crankiness. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many little things, like Jan Hooks plays Rosanna Arquette's mom. Was that, I am a barfly? Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. That's they ask what her uh, occupation is, and I'm a barfly. And, like, when they swear in, like, to raise their hands, John Lovitz does, like, instead of, like, the, the five hands the, up, he, holds up, he holds up the devil horns. It's kind of incredible. And so it starts off with his whole, like, well, yeah, I told her she'd be a great hairstylist, you know. Once you get a cough, you coif, you never need another. I'm Therefore, glad we got to no a, a really hearty business. John Lovitz impression. <laughs> it only took oh, like 30 God. episodes, but here we are. <laughs> which, of course, like Wapner basically like flies off. You know, they start arguing, which leads to the classic, Mr. Mestistopheles, please, <laughs> you may you may hold dominion over the netherworld, but I run this courtroom. <laughs> and like John Lovitz, lo- like the devil loses and has to go talk to Doug Llewellyn and is all dejected and then starts trying to appeal directly to the camera until Rusty the bailiff comes and kind of leads him off. I love Lovett's uh, characters that filled with so much pathos. There was a SNL sketch with uh, Mel Gibson as the guest. Mel Gibson, dream gynecologist, <laughs> shows Mel Gibson as a uh, gynecologist with an incredibly thriving practice, hundreds of women in his <laughs> waiting room. And... Uh, to handle his workflow overload, he's hired John Lovitz, and oh. <laughs> he introduces his this other doctor, and all the women just kind of shrug and shake their head like, no way, I'll yeah. wait for Mel. I mean, it's the perfect casting choice to play that very specific kind of <laughs> Willie Loman yeah. type of devil. Yeah. Uh, and he just, and of course, he looks ridiculous because uh-huh. he's basically got like one of those like, you know, devil suits yeah. where yeah. he looks like the you know the Underwood. Hands yeah. like like devil guy <laughs> has a little painted on mustache and tiny goatee. Right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I don't, actually, I don't even think they gave him that. So he just looks like a sad John Lovitz in a tight fitting devil in a, suit, like a kid's costume. Yeah, basically from our gang. Okay, um, what's your second, Michael? Uh, my second one was kind of along the lines of my first, where you know the devil is always trying to make a deal, but what happens when it actually? Happens, uh-huh. and this is uh, George Burns as the devil. In oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah. God! Oh, you God, devil. devil! Yeah. The uh, third film in the Oh God series, mm-hmm. and th- they're not very good. <laughs> they're kind of like I don't know, cutesy or overly heartwarming. Well, once John Denver left the franchise, yeah, they replaced him with Ted <laughs> Ted Wass. I mean, I think that we all know it jumped oh, the shark was he from there. The replacement. Yeah, he was. Wass was the replacement for a lot. It didn't Wass replace uh, Inspector Clouseau at some yes. point too? Like that was. 
tragic. Yeah, I, I I feel like he was like Steve Gutenberg before there was a Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, you yeah. know, that was kind of his presence. Wow. So what what appeals to you about that? Well, uh, I like that there is a direct reflection of like God in the universe, and it's the same person. Yeah. And that George Burns got to play like this character that was, you know, he was kind of like this nice kind of grandpa as God, mm-hmm. and then he turned into like this card shark like crummy yeah. version of god yeah. who's you know trying to acquire more souls and he's uh you know the story is he's um so this guy bobby shelton um it's a lot in the same way that uh garth brooks is trying to you know sell yeah. his soul he wants to sell his soul to make uh you know himself very famous and to you know uh, to provide for his family and the devil comes along and kind of makes him a deal um that somehow he kind of gets talked out of the devil gets like tricked into like because he doesn't want to sell his soul for forever, so he puts like a seven year term limit on it. <laughs> he's like, uh, in seven years we'll come back and we'll kind of yeah eh, option. We'll kind of option see, yeah. see if you're gonna do this eternity thing or see how it's working <laughs> out for you. And so he gets like transformed into the body of a different rock star. But throughout the movie, he like he comes to realize that this isn't what he wants. He right. has this fame and fortune. Hmm. And then the, the devil again at the end like gets into a high stakes poker game with God who has come down to help out. Also played by George Burns. Yeah. Who's come down to kind of help this other guy out and God just kind of bluffs the devil out of it. Huh? And like, all right, maybe the devil should stop like betting on things. (laughs) He's not, he's not, do not take betting advice from the devil. I guess, you know, the the devil's always good at showing you what is morally right. Whatever he's doing, just the opposite. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, Michael and Richard have each given their first two choices of devils, and they have been interestingly consistent. Some of the most fun and entertaining devils are the least competent ones, evidently. Uh, And I'd be a devilish moderator if I didn't uh, try to sign you into a blood contract to go to iTunes and download, rate, and review all the past episodes of the Mount Rushmore podcast. Please, guys, I implore you, uh, I will sign a pact uh, in blood with you. If you download, rate, review, you could give it one star, you could give it five stars. Just let us know what you think. You can opt out after seven episodes. It's fine. <laughs> That's right. This is not a pact with Satan. Um, but we do also want to hear your feedback, and you can give us feedback on Facebook, on Twitter, um, on Instagram, where we're sometimes there. Not Snapchat. I haven't gotten my ass off the um, my fingers onto the trigger to do that yet but we would love to hear your suggestions for future episodes your feedback on previous episodes and would just like to get you into the conversation 666 that's the time that we're recording this isn't that devilishly bizarre it's 666 it's 706 but that's 666 (laughs) if you want it to be um so we are now uh in the wishing hour Wait, no, that's midnight. Oh, man, I'm messing this top chronology thing up. Take it away from military time yeah, okay, right now. Yeah. Okay. Richard, what's your third? My third, I'm actually going to go with a fairly competent devil. Oh. Uh, this is Ray Wise as the devil okay. from the uh, TV show Reaper. Oh. It's about okay. like seven, eight years ago it came okay. out. Um, I think it only lasted a couple of seasons. It was on, uh, I believe it was CW. You know, back when the CW was like basically the last hope of entertainment yeah. like yeah. if you'd watch everything you could possibly watch maybe i'll see what's on the cw but it's actually a really good show and the basic premise was that uh ray wise is the devil and ray wise if you don't know who i'm talking about he was leland palmer 
from Twin Peaks. He was uh, Leon Nash, one of the main henchmen in RoboCop. He was Vice President Gardner in 24. If you've ever seen an older guy who looks kind of like a used car, like a very stylish sort of like used car salesman, it's Ray Wise. He's a great, great bad guy. Yeah, Yeah, great bad guy. He plays the devil, and he has made a... He had made a uh, deal with a couple years ago that involved them get him getting the soul of their firstborn child, and that child would then work for him basically as a bounty hunter to bring people who had escaped from uh, from hell maybe, back to maybe hell. Maybe the devil is lazy. Oh yeah! Maybe oh yeah! The devil is just constantly looking for people to do his work for him. So, so he's so he's he's harvesting yeah. all these souls, hench persons. He, I mean, it's got to be a lot of work to harvest souls in the first place. So maybe he doesn't have people like you know, dog the bounty right. hunter to go back mm-hmm. and retrieve the ones that got away. I, God, the devil's got a lot of how much he's juggling well, a lot well, of stuff well, at the same gotta, time. Yeah, so you're suggesting the devil doesn't have the best work <laughs> ethic, is what you're saying? <laughs> I'm shocked by that. Seems like the devil needs so many um, employees because he obviously can't manage all his uh, contracts. He's got so yeah. many agreements, but then he's making more agreements with people. And it seems like he can't even manage those. He's in over his head. Yeah. yeah again, once again, the devil in over his head. Bad businessman. <laughs> Probably took. I, Very I bad. Bet, I, I he's bet the he, baddest businessman. I bet he took a bunch of tax write-offs. <laughs> willing to. Has he ever released his taxes? He took a huge loss in 1993. And haven't paid taxes. Just haven't paid taxes since. So that's the basic premise: is this kind of normal kid at eighteen real turn realizes or is told that his soul actually now belongs to Satan, and he's now going to be Satan's bounty hunter. But it's a really interesting relationship they have between Satan and this guy, because Ray Weiss plays him kind of like a, I don't know, a a kind of like your jovial uncle. Hmm. Like that uncle who's kind of like super, hey, pally boy, how's it going? You don't see that yeah. very often. We come over to the, come, yeah, come over, we get to go to the bar, I'll buy you a soda, you know? Yeah. Like um, one of his character traits is that he loves ice cream, but he can't. Ironic, because he's an he can't, But he can't, can't eat ice cream uh, because it melts the time, time he touches it. Oh. And that specifically God had cursed him with that mm-hmm. when he kicked him out mm-hmm. because he knew that he liked Ice cream. Oh. God is such a jape. What yeah. a jape. What a, what a, what a, so it, it, but it's also interesting because. What about Dippin' Dots? Can you eat Dippin' Dots? <laughs> Nobody Astronauts can eat Dippin' Dots. <laughs> I'll frostbite on my tongue. Yum. Dippin' Dots, the ice cream of Satan. And but they do show him sometimes like, you know, so he's this whole, hey, Pally boy, like, mm-hmm. go ahead and do this for me. But every once in a while you see like, no, he's, let's remember actually satan the devil incarnate mm-hmm. here and so they play that up occasionally it was a really good show uh a ken marino and uh michael ian black had like a long kind uh, of, arc, kind of re- arc they were playing like ex-demons who were now married oh, yeah. but were trying to uh overthrow satan hmm. um and I, I guess i think only got two seasons but very really good show you should check it out if it's available streaming and yeah, it's that it, it was. Are we con- sponsored by them now? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, we are sponsored by a show that got uh, been off the canceled years. seven years ago. <laughs> we really got to work on this, oh, guys. Man, the devil got us again. <laughs> Curse you, Satan! <laughs> <laughs> Should have got Squarespace. But yeah, no. If you have a chance, check it out. And Ray Wise is just incredible in this role. I mean, the man. I, I hope he made a billion dollars for it because he's just fantastic. I just felt like he was 
couldn't get Jack Nicholson, let's get Ray Wise, or he has this kind of devilish demeanor. Yeah. Yeah, is that kind of edge to him. All right, Michael, third. Uh, my third one is I'm going to go uh, into comic books, as I like to, oh, cool. every now and then. And I'm going to talk about uh, Lucifer Morningstar, a.k.a. Lucifer, a.k.a. the devil, ah. a.k.a. Satan. You know, the guy that we've been talking about for guy the last with the horns. 20 minutes. Guy with the horns. Uh, and the and the big wings and the everything. Um he played a prominent role in a comic book called The Sandman, which is pretty critically acclaimed as a comic book goes, um, written by Neil Gaiman and a host of other artists. And in the comic, he represents a very, very classical type of fallen angel. You know, he's been cast down and he's ruled over hell for 10 billion years. And at some point, uh, The Sandman visits him and kind of embarrass- embarrasses him. Oh, The Sandman, by the way. Uh, I'll you know, got to talk about the actual character, Right, is um, one of, like, the embodiments of, or is the embodiment of, like, an aspect of dream. And the story is about him and his, like, his siblings, which are, like, death and destruction and yada, yada, yada. So at some point, um, the devil decides, or Lucifer decides, that he's done with hell. He's been down there for 10 billion years, and he's just like, I'm sick of people blaming me for everything i didn't make you do anything right and all of like the stereotypes are just it's bullshit and i'm done and so he locks up hell kicks out all the demons and i'm tired i'm tired of having to meet these quotas yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I only> got- <laughs> it's a it's a lot of beleaguered uh, the devil is a lot of beleaguered work uh-huh. so he basically quits gives the sandman the key to hell and right. shenanigans happen after that but he eventually like just moves to la and opens a piano bar <laughs> he just wants to, he, basically he's like this all omnipotent creature basically second in power to God and he just wants mm-hmm. like at, at that point he just wants to play piano and not deal with yeah. any aspects of you know he, he's like eh, whatever you yeah. guys deal with it I'm, I'm sick of being oh, wow. blamed for everything um, right. What he shouldn't be blamed for is the terrible TV show that's currently on TV <laughs> called Lucifer. I was going to ask, is this based on, it sounds like the same plot, basically, right? It, yeah, they took it, but then, because TV doesn't know what they're doing. Right. The entire the entire institution of, of television, um, they decided to team him up with a cop oh. to solve crimes. Right. Which just... Also on the CW, I believe. Also on the CW. Uh, so it's just like nonsensical the way that they can take a, a very well-established character. And yeah. Just ruin like it by... T- to, to be successful, TV shows have to appeal to multiple quadrants of audience. And so I feel like they they must be everything to everyone. And mm. there's a show that's about fairy tales, but it's also about modern life. And the show's about, it's a preacher, but he's also a serial killer. Everything has to be also about, or it's a woman with the multiple personalities uh, sitcoms that were on for a while. There's... Wait, Samantha wait. Who or whatever. Oh yeah, that was United like States of Terra. Like she's a girl, she's a woman, but she's every everybody. She's a person, but she's like twenty different people. Like who cares? Pick a fucking lane and stay in it. That's so. That's it was basically opinion. yeah. The United States of Terra was basically the wacky comedy version of Sybil. Yeah, the the, the funnier side of of, of schizophrenia. Yeah, <laughs> like a horrible mental illness. So. uh Richard, you're going to give us your fourth and final selection. I am, and I'm kind of going just goofy on this one. It's the uh, mascot for the New Jersey Devils hockey team. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mainly because I just love, I I would just love to know what kind of marketing research went into deciding 
what should we name our hockey team yeah. that will really appeal to kids and families? Oh, I know, the actual incarnation of Satan. <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. That, that works. Did the did the like uh, folklore of the Jersey Devil exist much before? Yeah, it, oh. that's, yeah, and that's sort of where they got it from. Okay. The Jersey Devil, if mm. you guys don't know, it's actually I think it's like you know basically their version of like a chupacabra okay. sort of like thing in the Pine Bluffs area of <laughs> does, New, does he play New Jersey. Winger or is he center? Yeah, no, no, he does. Nobody likes hockey. Okay, sorry. I thought you were implying that the band Winger was satanic. <laughs> like, they were like the anti striker Yeah, if you got two bass players, you can be you can be devilish. Okay, well, what is it about? Uh, well, the, I, it, it's, the marketing. It, yeah, it's just sort of like I mean, as I read somewhere, I was doing some research for this. Every every parent wants to be able to buy their child like a little stuffy of Satan. Yeah. to bring home. As a souvenir from the game, they what? could expand that to the blue de- de- the blue devils. There's the blue devils for Duke. Yeah. There's uh-huh. a few other ones, and I just find it very like Duke is very interesting to me because it's like in the South, and you would think that they wouldn't be too keen on on that devil stuff. Oh, that's well, right. Yeah. There must have been. I mean, how how old is the franchise? Seventies, I think. Is that before like all of like the hyper intensity moms groups that have gotten involved to? tear apart anything that like i'm sure yeah. i'm sure that like the mothers against television and devils on television hate lucifer i'm sure they hated reaper i'm guarantee they're not going to new jersey devils <laughs> games that yeah Bef- they, he actually started to become the mascot and i'll just explain him really briefly he's just basically seven foot tall looks like well, like i said the john lovitz kind of devil but he yeah. has a hockey stick and all this yeah. stuff um it's not a trident they missed on that one, didn't they? Well, he should have been a goalie, and it, that should have been his goalie stick, yeah. It should have been like a three-pronged hockey stick. Uh, New Jersey Devils, call us. We have marketing yeah, we got, ideas we, for you. We have all the marketing, the best marketing, some people say. That's how we got Reaper as a, <laughs> uh, as a sponsor. No, um, he was an ascot, mas- became the mascot in 93. The previous mascot was something called Slapshot, which is basically an uh, anthropomorphic hockey puck mm-hmm. that had like a Devils logo on it or something. Uh, he got retired... After he got accused of inappropriately fondling three women Ugh. who worked oh, for the, the, the the devils, or he said, "I'm <laughs> slap shots the innocent the the yeah chef slap shots the guilty one, but the devil's innocent." Yeah, so they, they have the scandal about this. So what do you what do you do to clean up your act? Satan. <laughs> the last thing is he he starred in two of my favorite this is Sports Center commercials of all time and they're oh, both yeah. super simple ones so i can kind of just give you that download yeah. real quick one of them is just in an office and you see a thermostat and he keeps walking in and turning it up <laughs> and someone else turns it down and the very last shot is him turning it up and you think the commercial's over and then the P- pittsburgh penguin mascot comes in and like turns it <laughs> all the way down the other one is just one of the anchors getting ready to go into an elevator and it opens up and the devil's mascot is right there. And the anchor goes, are you going up? And he just shakes his head, nope. And the anchor just turns on his heel and walks right back away. So it's just a, go- I mean, it's just a goofy mascot. And I still don't understand why they are, how, the, how that came about. It just seems really weird I think me. that does uh, give support to the modern acknowledgement that the devils have not always been Satan. And Satan entered religion yeah. kind of later in the game. And devils have been these um, changelings and these tricksters and these very uh, impish uh, characters who sometimes participate in mischief or lead people into mischief or beguile right. people or sexualize people. And they haven't always been Satan. 
So they have been represented representations of people who might devil the competition or or like Devil's Night is that something like that? Is yeah, that, I yeah. think it's it's when we pretend pretend to be devils, not Satan, just these um, mischievous uh, ne'er do wells. So that caricature and character existed in literature and and culture long before Satan entered. So. A lot of people we talk about like deep south and religion mm. and stuff. You know, they're yes, Satan is something that they're kind of def- definitely against. But this depiction of the devil has been been around forever. You know, um, in fact, that was a great great book on why it's called "Why People Believe Weird Things." It talked about the contemporary, less contemporary now, but the um, remember for a while people were blaming things on UFOs. I was abducted by aliens. The aliens <laughs> maybe do this, or aliens maybe do that. Aliens put something up my butt. Aliens put something up my butt. Well, many centuries before this, devils were the people who were beguiling people. And before that, it was mummies. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yeah. All the mummies used to do that stuff. There's Frankenstein's monster. I've seen the Scooby-Doo episodes. I know this At the beginning of the 20th century, it was the Irish. But the uh, aliens replaced devils as these otherworldly creatures that led us into uh, doing things that we didn't want Hmm. to do. just thought it derailed the conversation there. That was great. Good yeah. job. Yeah. 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 Um, Michael, what's your fourth? My last one is like it's just a ridiculous, um, over the top performance of the devil, which is Al Pacino as the devil oh, in yeah. uh, The Devil's Advocate. I'm glad you chose this one. Which yeah. is, that is 100% a movie that they came up with the title before they had a script, right? That's it's right. It's just yeah. like, okay, Devil's Advocate, done. Got a movie. We got Pacino for it. Done. Let's just do something else around Matthew it. McConaughey, shirtless. No, or was that uh, Keanu Reeves? Keanu. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, Keanu Reeves in this movie plays uh, some hotshot attorney from the South, and it's just in a terrible Southern the accent. Did they have to make him Johnny from the Utah. South? I mean, like... I would assume so. Yeah, it's, it was in the script. <laughs> can they go, well, we got Keanu Reeves for this. Can he do a Southern accent? Nope. Can you, Should we dumb, try it? can you yep. dumb surfer the lawyer? I don't know. Yeah. There was a while there where I think Keanu Reeves looked at scripts and it, he like like a character in a cartoon that would look at a dog and then it would turn into like a, a turkey, you know, like when you're hungry in a cartoon. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think he saw cri- scripts and it just transformed into mortgage payment and he just took it and grabbed it right. and ran with it. Um, what, what was appealing about this movie? Well, he played a lawyer who... Uh, I guess didn't do something very ethical for his client. He like uh-huh. knew his client uh, didn't commit, or he knew his client did commit this murder, and he still represented him. Or like he found he found evidence that he did it, and but he turned his back on him just to get kind of the payday and mm-hmm. to get the win. And uh, there was a hotshot lawyer from New York named um, uh, John Milton in like the most obvious naming. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> ah, Paradise Lost. Yeah, yeah, like they could have called him just like Satan McDevilington, <laughs> and it would have been less yeah, obvious. Yeah. Or, or, or one we didn't choose, Angel Heart. Yeah, Louis Cipher. Louis Cipher. Yeah, <laughs> but like they, so he plays like this hotshot, uh, you know, owner of a big time New York law firm, which is the ultimate in devilry to a Southern person. Does it yeah. do we New cheat York him in hell? Yeah, New York is just evil, yeah. mm-hmm. and he brings him up, and the entire time he's just trying to corrupt. Keanu Reeves even more and more do you get to the point near the end of the movie where like there's this big super obvious reveal that he's the devil and he's just trying to you know have the antichrist born on earth again and Mm -hmm. he's like his performance he goes like remember a few weeks ago you were talking about like someone going full R word Yeah. well he went like full Pacino (laughs) and he's like you know insert 
your Al Pacino uh yeah, uh, impression impression yeah. here, and it's just like yeah. over the top, and you're just yeah. like, what? How is actually <laughs> shooting actual scenery? Like, yeah, <laughs> well, it was, it's I, one of those one we haven't really talked about, like the devil being actually evil, right? In any of our things, they're either goofballs or they're just playing around, or they're trying to collect souls for whatever purpose, but they never seem like well that bad. Yeah, but this right. is one that was actually like. You know, Rosemary's Baby type okay. bad devil mm-hmm. trying to destroy the world and bring upon the Antichrist. And then there's like, has this dumb, you know, reverts everything to the beginning ending and he oh, tongue yeah. in cheek and he winks at the camera yeah. and it's just like, it's vanity, my I, favorite. I, and it's just like, God, God, stop acting. I have a theory about this, which yeah. is that since he was acting so much against Keanu Reeves, who has all the range of, you know, like a piece of a, 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 a can of cat litter or something, mm-hmm. that. He basically decided, well, this this schmo can't act, you know, has no emotions, has nothing, is bringing nothing to the table. I'd better up my game a little yeah. bit. I got to do more acting. And then I, I think somehow it stuck for the rest of his career. <laughs> it was just like that he got maybe got hit in the head, uh-huh. had some sort of like repetitive like a uh, yeah. memory issue. But I've been off him since Scent of a Woman, honestly. Diana Reeves. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it's interesting. I was, I was looking because I, I thought about doing this one. And, like, right before Devil's Advocate, he did Donnie Brasco. And, like, Heat was right before that. So he had this, like, these good movies. And then he did this. And it really is, after he does this, you start to get into that Any Given Sunday. Yeah. Gigli, Gigli, you know, 88 minutes, two for the money kind of bullshit movie. Mm -hmm. So this was, like... Maybe Al Pacino made a deal with the devil. Oh, shizzle. For his Oscar. (laughs) And then after that, he said, okay, anything else you got to shoot after this? Wow. You're doing 88 minutes for Jack and Jill. You're doing Jack and Jill. (laughs) Yeah, you're attracted to uh, Adam Sandler in a fat suit, fat woman suit. You know who he was all like common law married to essentially for a while? Beverly D'Angelo. Oh, Uh, really? Oh, Mm -hmm. this got weird. Not really, folks. It's not really weird. Okay. So uh, each of these gentlemen have registered, locked it into the lockbox. Sound effect. <laughs> you don't have to say sound effect. We can, <laughs> we can figure it out. <laughs> we, can, oh, we can open the, the, the lockbox. And <laughs> um, each of these guys has uh, registered their four choices. And at this point, um, this is when you, the listener, probably uh, fast forward. When I list my choice, um, I've been reading an interesting book. That's all right. I read, and it's called Season of the Witch, How the Occult Saved Rock and Roll. And it kind of helped me uh, come to a conclusion that my favorite devils are some of those depicted, like as Richard mentioned, in popular music and the Faustian uh, agreement that we think of Robert Johnson making at the crossroads and um, Johnny trying to make with the devil and the Charlie Daniels band. Um, thing and and all that stuff is so deeply into uh, rock and roll. It's so kind of exciting. Um, the character I that most represents the devil in rock to me is in one of my favorite bands, and that is Angus Young, as depicted on many of the ACDC album covers um, as having horns. He's on the cover of um, Highway to Hell with these devil horns. And if you ever see ACDC in concert, you know Angus channels. The duck walk of a um, Chuck Berry, but he often does these devil horns uh, above his head, and um, he's just a great character. I always thought Angus Young, in his uh, schoolboy uniform, channeled a couple people, um, Chuck Berry, but also um, Harple Marx, because he has this kind of bizarre kind of Gabriel angel, but also a little bit of a devil kind of persona. And think about it. 
he's like every other every other member of the band has like died or had some sort yeah. of like throat issue yeah. or cancer yeah or got Phil, arrested Phil Rudd arrested for, Malcolm dementia yeah um, all this kind of stuff happened and Angus is still Angus is still again going. deal with the devil holy smokes well we're on Rich, to something boys Richard just reinforced it um, so the devilish task I have is to judge which of these mighty titans of intellect uh, is the winner of this and you know I really think there's nobody nobody loses uh, when you make a deal with the devil it always turns out well I've seen all the movies <laughs> everything yeah, yeah, goes yeah. well for everybody <laughs> So there's really no losers here, but uh, Michael was the least winner. Oh. Let me just say that. Um, so I'm confused. That mean that means Richard, you're the winner. Oh, and I'll okay, tell you cool. why. Okay. Uh, because of the variety. You know, each of you uh, chose depictions of the devil that were um, kind of incompetent and and opportunities where the devil made a pact. It feels like the devil never um, goes out. Never, the devil's never off work. He's always trying to get somebody to sign some agreement or trade something or do something for him. Um, but in this case, Richard covered more territory. Uh, Michael had the devil from uh, SNL, the Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks sketch, and De- that's TV, devil depicted in film with Oh God, You Devil. Uh, comics, which was some nice variety. You know, Richard probably never even thought of that in the Sandman series and the Fallen Angel or Lucifer Morningstar character. And cinema with Devil's Advocate. Richard did us one better. Um, he chose devils from TV, devils from music, and devils from athletics. So, um, and the ho- and devils from hockey. That's right. What what's better on ice than fire? A fiery satanic devil. There you go. Uh, so Richard is the winner of this. Uh, maybe kind of Halloweeny kind of yeah. themed. Yes, my deal Halloween worked out. Just, uh, yes, <laughs> Halloween just uh, four days away, I believe. So, I mean, so you can tell it's all it's like ninety one degrees here. It's, that's right. It's fall has hit Los Angeles. Pumpkins exploding, uh, combusting <laughs> from the heat. So this has been the Mount Rushmore podcast. I'm going to end with an evil laugh, and maybe we can all evil laugh. <laughs> 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 We gotta get these strippers back to Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>